give God thanks and praise for the 14th day of our fasting and prayer program in the month of October. Our God has been born and gracious to us. He has never left us without his, uh, his word and he has never left us without a testimony. I want to welcome everyone of us joining us. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon to you, wherever you are joining us from. I want to assure you that by the grace of God, we're going to have a most glorious time in God's presence. Amen to Jesus. Amen. I want to appreciate everyone who has been joining in and those who have also been participating online and uh, uh, offline. We give, we, uh, we give God thanks for your life. We want to appreciate you for uh, being a part of what God is doing. Amen to Jesus. I want to believe you've been blessed thus far. Praise God. Now this fasting has been, this month has been time the month of restoration and the fasting basically um, is restore all things. And it's been awesome. It's been an awesome journey thus far from the first day even to today, the 14th day. We thank God. We thank God for His word as compound. We thank God for testimonies. Amen to Jesus. We give God all the praise and glory forever. Now, please, I want to encourage you once again. Uh, if the Lord has done something in your life, if you've been blessed, you've been transformed, please do help to feed us back. Uh, the Facebook channel is there for you. Our website is there for you www.chimbeokahonaministry.org. Our uh, email address is there for you, chibiohonaministry at gmail.com. So please do well to feed us back. I'll be glad um, to receive your print reports and your feedback. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Amen. I believe we are set for God's word. Amen. And once again, I want to encourage you, please allow the Lord to use you as a media evangelist. Click the like, click the share, click the uh, buttons, and then drop a beautiful comment. I want to appreciate everyone who has been doing that. And we want to say the good Lord bless you. Amen to Jesus. We want to appreciate uh, uh, the audience from India, uh, the audience from the Philippines, the audience from the US, uh, from uh, uh, Nigeria, from uh, everywhere you've been joining, from been seeing your presence. I want to appreciate God for you. I want to say, be God bless you to you. Amen to Jesus. It's a privilege to be a blessing, and uh, it's a privilege to also be blessed. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. All right, so we're continuing tonight on um, um, restoration, restore all things. Amen. And today we are going to be taking something beautiful by the grace of God, and uh, I believe it's going to bless our life. Amen. Um, one of the blessings that God has blessed us in this ministry is bringing the simplicity of the Word of God in a beautiful light. Amen. Bringing the simplicity of the word of God in a beautiful life. It comes simple, but it comes profound. Amen. That's one of the gracious blessings the Lord has given to us. And today we are going to be having that again. Praise God for Today we are going to be um, studying on the place and power of absolute faith in God in restoration. The place of the place and power of absolute faith in God in restoration. Holy Spirit grant us revelation tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, having learned so much from Elijah, his prayer, his appearance before Ahab, and his declaration of God's word, we will still be able to grasp the fullness of his part in the restoration plan if we do not study on his absolute faith in God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, we learned about this place of prayer, we learned about this place of declaration. Yesterday, we learned about declaration, speaking the word of God, amen to Jesus. We took like five days studying on uh, prayer from uh, endless prayer, which was the prayer Elijah prayed to effectual famine prayer, which is the prayer of the new creation. We took five days studying on prayer, and it's been explosive. Please, I would encourage you if you did not um, listen and watch the teachings 
of the previous day, do not go back to them. Every one of them has a new light to reveal to you. And you can also use our online radio channel to get the, the teachings. Uh, Grace Life Kobe, uh, you can get it on Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, and Google Podcast. Just go on there and uh, aside with these teachings, there are loads of teachings, hundreds of teachings there that will bless your life. Amen to Jesus. Alright, so we studied we, we study the prayer of Elijah, we studied uh, his the, uh, declaration, the word of God in his mouth, he declared, praise God forevermore. But now there's something we must also study uh, for us to be able to have a full grasp of how he played an uh, excellent role in the restoration of Israel back to God. And that is what is absolute faith in God. I think this caps it all, amen to Jesus, from Elijah's point of view, praise God forevermore. And I will trust God that um, from tomorrow we start going into John the Baptist's point of view. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright. Uh, now, we are students of the Bible. know the explanation for faith as given by the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Uh, when I did a study on, uh, um, uh, on faith using uh, some of the study materials, and uh, one of the things he said was that um, Hebrews 11 verse 1 is actually not a, a good definition for faith. It is a description for faith. I don't, I, I couldn't, that was about 10 years ago, I did that study and I saw it in one of my study materials and I'm like, ah, I don't understand the difference between definition and description. Amen. But you know, they are trying to make us understand that it's it's not just about um, saying this and uh, what is a, a matter. Matter is anything that has um, weight and occupies space. Uh, it's the, what Hebrews 11 verse 1 did is more than that. It, it's it expanded, and you know what I'm saying, on the subject of faith. Amen to Jesus. Now, so every Bible student knows Hebrews 11 verse 1, and I know as you read it, you read it along with me. Now, King James Version, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Holy Spirit grant us revelation into your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, the substance of things hoped for, and evidence of things not seen, bears a way of reasoning and acting. I get what I'm saying. Now, one thing that faith does is that it gives them to a way of reasoning and a way of acting. We, we learned that in, uh, in Habakkuk uh, and in other verses of scriptures, it says the just shall live by faith. Living by faith means that's their culture. Culture is a way of life for people, and culture has to do with their way of reasoning, their food, their everything. So, um, 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 the, uh, the substance of things, hope and the evidence of faith does say, uh, bears a way of reasoning and a way of acting. So that means faith bears a reasoning pattern. Faith bears an acting pattern. People who live by faith, they reason in a particular way. People who act by faith, they want reason in a particular way. That's what faith actually does. So if you are not reasoning in that way, it's obvious that you are not living by what? By faith. Now it bears a reasoning pattern, an acting pattern, and it bears a disposition and a stance in life. It bears a disposition and it bears a stance in life. Amen to Jesus. Now these are the proof of faith. Are we together? They're the proof of faith. You can't say I'm living by faith and we cannot see it in the way you reason. We cannot see it in the way you act, we cannot see it in your disposition, and we cannot see it in your stance. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
When you, when you live by faith, it will reflect in every of these areas. Praise God for your God. Now, if you now case study, um, the person of Elijah will derive a definition of faith from Elijah's way of reasoning and acting from his disposition and his stance. Amen. So we'll get, we're going to get definitions of faith today. And you know, we keep learning, so we keep, le we keep getting definitions. It doesn't alter the original definition. I would say it just expands on it. Amen to Jesus. So we can break it down further. Amen. Now, after Elijah spoke to Ahab in First uh, Kings 17, verse 1, he did not wait to see God be perform his work. Is that not so? Neither did he try to help God perform his work. He declared the word and left God to perform. While he ran the next word from God. Are you not saying? When Elijah declared to Ahab, there shall be no rain for this year according by my word. He didn't wait and say, let me see if actually this thing will work. Um, let me see if actually God will perform this word. Uh, let, me, let me just give it three days. Let me check. Let me give it three days. Are you going to say? Let me give it three days to check if God will perform the word. Are you going to say? Even when it was time for him to call back rain, he did not check. He sent his servant to check. Are you going to say? It's a disposition. In that case, let me help God to fulfill the rain. Maybe if I pray harder, God will fulfill the rain. To fulfill this word. I remember uh, when I was in uh, my former mission school, uh, they're, they're trying to hold a crusade. The Nigerian pastors union there, they wanted to hold, like, they wanted to hold a crusade and they were having a meeting for the crusade and they said they wanted to raise funds. And in there, they, raised, they, raised, they, they said they, they, they drafted out a project and said this was the amount they needed. And so they said they wanted to pray for God to make resources available. And they said they're going to fix a daily for prayer or something like that. And then another pastor by you, he said, ah, why don't we start praying for Nati that day? And I'm like, ah, why? Why do you say so? He said, so that we can pray more so that God can go. And we're not like, is it by the quantity of prayer that we pray that we tell whether that God will do it or not? That is an act of fitness. I hear what I'm saying. But so there's this um, a disposition most of the time, you're trying to help God. Some of the time, when we even go to the place of prayer, we're actually trying to help God to fulfill it. So that's what we are trying to do. When we, um, um, so uh, uh, one of the things that have been abused in the Christian faith today is, um, is, is the act of giving. I hear what I'm saying. Now, so they tell you, they tell you, um, okay, God has said He has blessed you. You've uh, been blessed with your spiritual blessing, every person right now. But they tell you, sow a seed to tap into the blessing, or sow a seed to manifest blessing. I'm not against seed. I hear what I'm saying. But now, by doing that, you're actually trying to help God to perform His work. I hear what I'm saying. He has already blessed you, He has done it even before you were created. In quote, you don't have to help him <laughs> fulfill his word. Give the sacrifice. Make a vow. Now, these are subconscious works. In our mind, we have built these, uh, these, uh, let me use the word, these ideologies over the years that we can help God to fulfill his word. I'm not against sowing seeds. I'm not against giving sacrificially. I'm not against giving offerings. I give. As the Lord leads me. When the Lord prompts me to give, I give. I hear what I'm saying. Now, but I'm way past the level of giving to make God's work work. 
Are you getting me? And that's a level where the church is today and is still plaguing us and depriving us of enjoying the fullness of God's blessings. Are we together? Yes. Amen. So when, when, when Elijah gave the word of God, he didn't wait to see God, whether God would perform it or not. He didn't try to help God perform the word. As he gave the word, he, he, he ran to the next word. Look at 1 Kings 17, verse 1 to 3. It says, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lived before whom I stand, there shall be no dew nor rain this year, but according to my word. Verse um, 2 says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself on the brook cherry that is before Jordan. You see, after Elijah gave the word, he didn't wait to start checking if the word will work or not, or if the word will manifest or not, or maybe God needs a little help in the manifestation of his word. So maybe there's something I have to do to help God manifest the word. The next thing was, as he gave the word, his ears were open. God told him, go, brook of chariots, go there. Then he, the next thing he did was to roll with the next one. Some of us, we are not rolling with the next one from God for us, to us because we are actually trying to help God fulfill the present world. And there is a next one calling for us. I remember I was um, just meditating and meditating and I was just meditating. Um, and while meditating, I remember to say there's something I've been believing God for and it's, it's yet to physically manifest. And over, uh, for like a year or two there, about all I did is ask God, so what do I do now? Well, and every time I ask for what Bible, he actually gives me something to do. I didn't know what I was saying. They already gave me something to do. And then, as I was meditating some days ago, it dawned on me that for like two years then I've been asking the Lord, what do I do? And when I say, what do I do? He actually gives me something to do. And in quotes, I don't see my desire. And then I said, it's like I've been getting it wrong. Like Robert Kiyosaki said, the only definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a, work, a different result. And I said, well, this time around, I'm not, I'm not going to ask God, what am I going to do? I will ask, I will tell the Lord, Lord, do it. And you know what I'm saying? Yes. Why most of the time we are trying to do, God is actually trying to do. And because there is a conflict between our desire to do, and his desire to do nothing against God. And that's one of the challenges that the church is having today. We have been so works conscious and do conscious that we don't even allow God to do what he wants to do. So when we say, Lord, do a quick work, we have to tell him, do a quick work, but I want to help you to begin the quick work. Yeah. So most of the times, we discover that we are too involved in God's matter that we, allow, we don't allow him to do what he wants to do. And you know what? God is never going to strive with you. Genesis chapter 11 says that my spirit shall no longer strive with man for his products. He's not going to strive with you. So if you are the to-do person, he's going to be watching, watching, watching you. Are you going to say, yeah. Praise God. Now so from Elijah, we can learn that faith is the ability to trust God so much to live and allow God to do his work without trying to help him or interfering in it. So faith is what? The ability to trust God so much to live and allow God to do his work without trying to help him or without interfering in God's matter. Are you getting what I'm saying? And this is where a lot of us have not gotten to. We trust God to a level, but we don't trust him enough to lead him to do what he wants to do. We don't trust him enough to allow him to have his way. 
We every now and then try to help him and interfere in his matter. I made a decision concerning what I've been believing the Lord for. When something just happened recently, when it happened, I said, okay, God, on this matter, hands off. I've left it. I will never get involved again. Never will I get involved again. Sometimes, I, for me, a lot of hard knocks is what wakes me up. And I don't advise anybody to be like that. I said, Lord, on this matter, I will never get involved again. It's your business. I know when we can allow God to do his thing and not get, not try to help him and not try to intervene. Are you know what I'm saying? That's when God actually takes the will and he does it. Are you getting me? Elijah knew and understood that God can take care of himself and all that concerns him, including the performing of his work. Are you getting me? He has invested time in the place of prayer and he had had fellowship with the Father, and then he came out becoming one with the Father with another, with the knowledge that the Father can do what he wants. He can perform his counsels. He can perform his work, and he can take care of himself. He doesn't need me to help him. Until we come to that point, we know that God does not need us to help him in doing his own part. We will never enjoy the blessings of God doing his own part. So Elijah knew this, that God can take care of himself and all that concerns him, including the performing of his work. So there was no need waiting to see if the world will work or not. Or there was no need to take measures to ensure the world works. Some of us are good at taking measures to ensure the world works. Are you getting what I'm saying? And let me tell you, you cannot, work, you cannot make the world work. <laughs> I cannot make the world work. No matter the measure I take. See, uh, the Bible says in the days of ignorance about me. Some of us, we did some things and God winked at those things. But as we started going to maturity, we did the thing, it didn't work. <laughs> we did it, but it didn't work. We tried that, it didn't work. What is happening? Because the Lord said, I'm growing you. You can't keep using remote controls. Are uh, you getting what I'm saying? Uh, are you getting me? I believe in giving, like I've always said. If you want to give to the work of God, I mean, oh, you're most welcome. But I'm not going to make you feel that your giving is actually a way of making God's work work in your life. No, 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 no. The work was given by God before you were created. How can what, you that was created how many thousands of years after the world was spoken? After you now have the power to make the world work. Ah, my brother, how much are you giving? Heard the testimony, but I saw the and watched the testimony, particularly lady who had serious um, spinal issue. She's crying all the every day. She's going to the hospital. Serious. The doctors are the one that told us not wasting your body going to the hospital. This um, sickness cannot be cured. And then she came for 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 a, for a union meeting, and she came with an offering in dollars. And the power of God touched her, and as the power of God touched her, she was healed. You know what? She placed the offering in the pool. Her sister-in-law was there with her when she placed the offering in the bowl, in the offering bowl, and she went home. Only for her to arrive home and saw the offering inside her bag. How did the offering jump from the bowl to her bag? She was shocked. She told her sister, "See what?" She asked her sister, "Did you take it?" She asked her sister, "Did you take the offering bag?" She said, "So are you? Are you? Are you? Are you okay?" We are both telling you the offering. She was shocked. But God healed her and returned her money back. 
Let me tell you something. God does not need us to walk His world. Yes. I know we this like walk the world. No, we can't walk the world. <laughs> we can't walk the world. Are you know what I'm saying? He doesn't need us to walk the world. Are you getting me? He doesn't need us. Uh, Elijah knew that all he was meant to do was to play his part, which was to pray and speak and leave God to play his own part, which is to perform his work. Thus, whether the world prospers or not, is up to God and his reputation. You know what I'm saying? Now, the, the, in this business, there are two parts to play. You have your part and God has his part. Our part is prayer and the speaking of the world. God's part is the performing of the world. Now, when we do our part, we have no business with his part. Are you getting what I'm saying? And whether his part succeeds or not is not our business. Whether his work succeeds or not is not our reputation at stake. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Elijah understood this. He understood this. And that was the confidence he had. Now, if we begin to have this confidence, I'm telling you the truth, it will revolutionize the church. If we begin to understand that I play my part and I leave God to do his part, I'm not going to influence his part. I'm not, going, I'm not saying that the Lord cannot tell you to give, I'm not saying the Lord cannot tell you to 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 um, to to um, sow seeds and give the Lord can tell you to do that, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you must know what the, when the Lord is telling you to do something, it's not because that is is that thing that will walk the world. It's not because that seed you are giving is the initial key to ignite the world to start working. <laughs> it's your it's your seed that now the world has been um at the dormant seeds. A dormant car, and then your seed, that your seed, that your sacrificial giving, that your that your uh, your, your your vow, it now ignited the car, the the, the, the ignition of the of the of the world, and then the world started moving. This is what we have understood over the years, and it has limited us. This is the reason why you see that some people they are giving, and at the end of the day they are discouraged. Let me tell you something. Your, whatever you are doing, everything you are doing as, as your, 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 your worship to the Lord, because your giving is a worship, your prayer is a worship, speaking the word is also worship. Everything you do is to give glory to the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? Everything we do is to give glory. Whatever it is you are doing as a means of giving glory to God, as a means of reverencing the Lord, as a means of worship to God, it has no way, and it, is, it can in no way work the world. It can in no way make the world perform. What we are doing is only opening ourselves unto God and letting him know that we are availing him every necessary uh, we, are, we, are, we are doing our part and letting him know that we trust him enough to do his part. Yeah. So when you give, you are telling the Lord, Lord, I trust you enough to do your part. When you pray, you say, Lord, you are saying, Lord, I trust you enough to do your part. When you declare the word of God, you are saying, Lord, I trust you enough to do your part. When you sing and praise the Lord, you are saying, Lord, I trust you enough to do your part. And I'm not going to be involved. Jehoshaphat said, uh, 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 when, when, when the bride took God because of the dread, God told him, Lord, he said, all right, no problem. Take a singing army. Where have you seen a singing army? And what are they meant to sing? For the Lord is good and his mercies endureth forever. 
They should just sing that and that's all. And leave the matter to me. These guys went with an army. Of, and, and the army was led by musicians. Now, nobody does that. And you get what I'm saying? That? Because the Lord wants to push something to them. They want to make them understand something. Your part is to praise me. My part is to deal with the enemy. You can't involve getting involved in my part. And God said, all right. And they said, well, we're going. We'll see. And as they sang and sang and sang, when they called it, the Bible said, the Lord said confusion. Second Corinthians chapter 20. The Lord said confusion in the midst of the enemies. And the Bible says, and they began to kill each other, to kill each other. Why? To make us understand that God is competent and more than competent enough to walk his world. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> so I like tell you that whether the word of God prospers or not is up to God and it's, and it's up to his reputation. When this level of faith comes, then we have hit a pinnacle of him. When you know you have prayed, you have spoken the word, it's not time to go and start. You see, you know that maybe you put your hand into nonsense. You know that maybe you put your hand into nonsense. It's because they did their part. And they wanted to help God to do his part. When you are trying to help God to do your part, you will get your hands into many dirty things if you are not careful. What that makes some people frustrated in the place of prayer is that they are trying to help God. What that makes some people frustrated is serving God. They are trying to help God. And I tell you the truth, you cannot help God. Let me help you understand something. Now, Uza wanted to help God protect his own ark. And, he, and at the end of the day, he killed the wrath of God and he died. It's not so natural. Anytime you are trying to do something to work the word of God, you are trying to help God protect his own life. And what are you doing? You are enjoying the wrath of God. Second Samuel 6, verse 6 or 7 says, And when they came to Nahum's treasure floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uza, and God smote him there for his error, and then he died by the act of God. <laughs> now, firstly, let's look at something. Firstly, the act was transported the wrong way, but it was according to the prescription and description, according to order given by the Lord to Moses. It was meant to be carried by four men on their shoulders. But this time around, they carried the ark on an oxen. Error number one. Mistake number one. Secondly, instructions were given by God from the onset that no one should touch the ark or look into it. the ark. If you go for that in the same circumstance, you see some men that were inquisitive and they said, We've heard about this ark of God, of, of God. And they said, Let's all go and check what is. And they opened the ark and the Bible says that the Lord smote them. And how many thousand men died itself? The Lord smote them. They died like chickens. And these people were ignorant, but they were trying to see. So there was, there was prescribed instruction from the beginning. Are we together? Yes. Now, if the ark was carried rightly, there would have been no need for Uzzah to do what he did. So technically, it was not his fault. Is that not so? Technically, if they carry the ark, four men carry the ark, there would be no need for Uzzah to do what he did. So technically, the God of God, God at least should have been what? Considerate. God should have been, what is that word again? No. That's the word they used. Yes, 
but it's not patience now. What's the word that's so? Ah, I forget you. Okay. You know, God should have been considered, God should have been, uh, well, I forgot the word, we remember the word, you understand what I'm saying? There are some Jewish people that use the word or not, are we together? And I'm God, you see, God was not considered in that matter. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, uh, yeah, tolerance. God should have been tolerant. God should, you see, someone don't understand what you're saying most of the time. God should have been, after all, Uzzah was, it's on a technical note, he was not wrong. He was trying to prevent the act that he rebelled. Are you getting what I'm saying? The act he, 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 he so cherished from falling. Are you getting what I'm saying? So God should have been tolerant. He should have been understanding. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's not his fault. Now, the other thing was that Musa did this with good intention. Good intention. His intention was good. Very good. Very good. So God should have been told. I know you and I, if there would be in our times, would query God. If it's his generation, would have queried God. Why did God kill him? Somebody that had a good intention. For that, this generation, no, this generation, this generation is a generation that does good against the time they came. Because this generation came in the time of the Lord. I don't know how many would have been existing by <laughs> Why would God kill him? His intentions were good. Okay, if the act now fell and the act got broken, what would God do? Did God not think like acts? Did he not think? I don't like the way God used to think. That is, is exactly like on social media. Oh God. But you go social media, you see, you see, you see, you see, high madness, stupidity, fully highly exalted. Highly exalted. That's what I'm saying by now. I said, I don't like the way God used to think. See, the way God, sometimes the God does not even think the way he thinks. You start hearing stupid talks. So God should have been understanding. He should have been. He should have been tolerant. But yet, he wasn't tolerant. Uzzah had good intentions for doing what he did. Despite all of this, the wrath of God still was still incurred by Uzzah's action as one who fought him. And you know what I'm saying? With a good intention, despite that, Uzzah. Sin killed the word of God as all who fought the river, as all who sinned, even with a good intention. I get what I'm saying. The reason for this is that God does not need man's help, rather, man needs God's help. See, we are, we are, we are gradually um, um, metamorphosing in the church into a realm where it will be God and God alone. There are many ideologies that are going to be dropped. There are many theologies that are going to be that are going to be kicked away. There are many doctrines that are going to be destroyed. Why? Because these doctrines over the years have, have been channeled at helping God. Are you going to say? And some of us have dogmatically, ignorantly, good intentionally carried these doctrines. Or not to us the history of these doctrines. Yeah. <laughs> Are you know what I'm saying? Some of us have carried some acts, some practices unknown to us, the history, that these things were just initiated to help God. Are you getting me? And God wins for a while, but God is actually itching because man is losing touch of what he's meant to be doing. The, pre the, the church of God is losing touch of what he's meant to be doing. The focus has been so much on some things instead of the main thing. I get what I'm saying. God loves 
finances. God loves to bless you financially. God loves your body to be well. God loves you to be healed. Are you know what I'm saying? Now, but if you look at the church today, the church has removed focus on Jesus and we put focus on finances, we put focus on healings, breakthroughs, and every of that. Are you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's been the focus. You only see where you see in, in the ministry where they run a series on the church, where they run a series on unveiling Christ Jesus or the, the workings of the Holy Spirit for three months church. How? 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 Hey! The members will move on and leave. You know, I've watched some ministers, they try to enter into that um, dimension, but after I start, they run back again. They have to go back into the, you give them breakthrough. We give them miracle. We give them signs and order because these people have already placed a demand on us, and we have to meet up with the hungry, bad, sicker, sensitive people. So by the day, the focus is removed from Christ, and it's removed from Christ, and is now put on every other thing. The focus is removed from the giver and put on the gifts. So it's healing meetings, it's deliverance meetings, it's prophetic meetings, it's financial breakthrough meetings, it's marital breakthrough meetings, it's a, what else again? Ah, motivational meetings, educational meetings, economic meetings, entrepreneurial meetings, the meetings where you can culminate all the meetings that we do, you don't see Jesus meetings. I cannot see why? Because over time, the church has sought to help God. Are you know what I'm saying? We have over time thought that God actually needs our help. He actually, the way this matter is, God actually needs our help. So we began to design our, our programs to help God. And you know what that is? That is the user mentality. The emotions, the intentions have been good, but the actions are wrong. Why? Because God does not need our help. We actually need his help. This goes further to those who seek to help God by trying to prevent his work that was wrongly done by men from falling. Are you know what I'm saying? They are bound to go in for it. There's another aspect too. Some people there's a, there's a work of God done wrongly. The foundations were wrongly laid by men. And some people are trying to prevent that work from falling. The, the, the children of Israel carried the ark wrongly. I you know what I'm saying? They carried the ark wrongly from the beginning. And because they carried it wrongly, it was bound to fall. And those have tried to prevent it from falling, and they waited for it. Now, when men it is bound to fall. When we try to prevent it from falling, we go in for it. And you know what I'm saying? If God's work was done wrongly, leave it to God to determine whether it stands or fall. Leave it to God. Oh, oh, is, it not, is it not God that told Moses to, uh, by the ministry of Bazalian and the order to, to build the ark? Of it's not one at all. It's not one said So if the act is precious to him, if you carry it down, does he not feel the power to while the thing was falling to suspend it in the end? Why should we help him? I know what I'm saying. Why should we help him? Why? Why? 
miss his work. If it was done wrongly, let him determine the, 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 out, the, out, the result of the work. Trying to help him save his work is putting yourself in risk. Are you getting what I'm saying? So from loser, we learn that faith is the ability to say and act, I won't touch the ark to help prevent it from falling. Tom disobey God forever. If God cannot prevent his ark from falling, then let it fall. Then I hear what I'm saying. We have learned how faith is from Elijah. Elijah says, faith is, I've done my part. I'm going to leave God to do his part. I will help him do his part. I will, I, I will not interfere in his part. From this, I will learn that faith is, I won't, I won't, I won't touch the act of the Lord to help prevent it from falling and cause disobey God. If God cannot prevent his act from falling, then let it fall. started to uh, carry the work of God wrongly. There are some who have been carrying rightly and at the point in time it looks like the act is shaking. Are you getting what I'm saying? And they now start trying to help the act to, from prevent it, to help prevent the act from falling. At the end of the day, the Kusa experience becomes the experience. <laughs> are, are you getting me? Yeah. I gave the story about Dr. Yogi Church the blessed Lord. He said that the Lord did to build um, 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 the church, the church um, building, he, he took a loan from the bank, and the bank gave him a loan, bought the property, and he started building. And while he was building, his, 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 a thought came wide outside the original plan of God, outside the plan of God. And, the, and a thought came, and, and he said, he wants to start building condominiums. So he said, I will build the condominiums, so we will rent the condominiums out, and then we will get money from the rent, and then we can use it to build the church building. The loan that was taken was for the church building. It was not for condominiums. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. And God sanctioned the loan for church building, not for condominiums. And that's why I told him, she told him, he said, he said, when you do God's work, God's way, you will get the backing of God. She warned him, but he didn't listen. After building condominiums, he had built uncompleted structures. Suddenly, depression hit the country. As depression came, all the money entered voice came. He entered into fasting and prayer by force. Because he told God, God, this matter is crazy that's calling me. And God intervened. But what am I trying to tell you? He tried, he was kind to work rightly from the beginning. But at the point in time, he began to look at the finances they had and said, okay, we cannot build the church successfully. And let us look for a way to raise funds and build it. At the end of the day, the act began to shake. He tried to prevent the act from falling. And he almost fell at the end of the day. Are you getting it? Thank God for the mercy of God. So we learned that faith here is, I won't touch the ark. I won't prevent it from falling. I won't disobey God by doing this. If God cannot prevent his ark from falling, then let it fall. Let it fall. I know some of us will say, I, I, I don't, I, 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 this way of reasoning is weird. Yeah. And that's the way to have peace of mind. Are you getting it? That's the way to have peace of mind. You see, if, if God cannot do his work, is it, am I the one that will not do his work? Are you getting what I'm saying? If God cannot perform his work, are you the, his work, are you the one that will not perform his work? Come on, how are we thinking? I, I cannot forgive myself. 
cannot do his work, I can't do it. So please, if he doesn't want to do his work, let his work remain undone. And you know what I'm saying? If he doesn't want to fund the project, let the project remain unfunded. Why should I kill myself for what is God's business? Today you see a lot of pastors expressing burnout. You see a lot of pastors expressing depression. Even some are committing suicide. What is giving them all the unnecessary burnout, suicide? Because you are trying to do a work that God says I want you to fall. You are trying to, to, to prevent a, a shaking work from falling. Is it a work? You see Christians trying to live to prove a point. They are trying to impress people. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> I, 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 I've never lived to impress people, at least to the point I know. I don't still live to impress people. That's why I don't care why you like me, it's not my business. I, I don't care. If you don't like my face, you're not the one that gave birth to me. You didn't give birth to me. And then I, I thought, I thought, you're not the one that even created me. If you don't like the way I talk, I'm not the only preacher in this world. There are people that talk better than me. Go and listen to them. And you know what I'm saying? I don't kill myself. A lot of people are living their lives, killing themselves because they are trying to prevent a shaking act from falling. That is a show of lack of faith. Are you getting me? So of course that business is shaking and you are doing everything trying to, 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 to prevent it from falling. I remember once there was something that happened and then my wife called me and told me what happened. And the next thing I did was to carry a seed and I went to sow. This thing, this thing will not happen. It had already happened. I was, ready, I was going to sow seed to say it will not happen. Are you getting what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it happened, it happened. Oh, I was not happy. I, I, I mourned. I mourned. I mourned the matter. But after mourning, I picked up myself. Are you getting what I'm saying? I already sown the seed. Yes. What happens, still happen. And if there will be some people are chopping with say, even after this seed. It makes you understand that your seed cannot work God's work. Your seed cannot perform God's work. Are you know what I'm saying? Your prayer, nothing you do can perform God's work. All we do is an act of worship. It's our part in the deal. And by worshiping, we must allow him to do his work. So faith is the ability to do your part and allow God to do his part without interfering or seeking to help him. Does this sound strange? Does it sound strange? Faith is the ability to do your part and allow God to do his part without interfering or trying to help him. God does not need our help. Are you getting me? He doesn't need our help. And faith is working with the fullness of an understanding that God does not need my help. I can only do my part. And allow God to do what? His part. In the act of restoration, man's part is to pray and speak the word of God. They are the revelation of Jesus. Why God's part is to act in the affairs and hearts of men and bring to pass the manifestation of restoration. One thing I've learned in my life, and I learned it the hard way, is that men don't change, people don't change. They only become more of who they are. Only two forces can change, or two factors can change men. The God factor and the experience factor. And these two factors 
you cannot give it to another man. Are you know what I'm saying? Only God can give it to another man. Who would have changed Saul if not for God? And God, most of the time, uses experiences to change men. Are you know what I'm saying? So for you to see the restoration of all things back to God, you, you, you need to allow God to do his work. <laughs> uh, you need to allow God to do his work. All you do is do your part and allow God to do his part. Many of us have been trying to do, I remember there was a time I was trying to work out a particular thing, work it out, it didn't work. So I got the point and I left it. I left it. Uh, and I've done that a number of times. When, when, when I do my part and I know that I'm going, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. When I leave it, it will come and look for me. Yeah. Sometimes it may take 10 years. Some of me don't like to hear 10 years. Sometimes it may take even 13 years. Sometimes even 20 years. Yeah. Sometimes it may take that long. But if you must see it manifest, then you must learn to leave God. And stop trying to help him. Stop interfering in his part. He has given you your part to your part. Pray, speak the word. Leave him to do his part. We must stop at playing our role and leave God to play his role without seeking to help him or interfering in his work. Are we getting what I'm saying? That's what we must do. That's what we must do. We must do, we must do that. We must do that. Every one of us must learn to do that. We must all learn to do that. Play your role and stop trying to help God play his role. Stop playing God. You know See, this is a revelation of faith that many of us don't understand. Stop playing God. Stop trying to, some of us even use our prayer to manipulate God. You can't manipulate God. You can't manipulate God. Some of us use our fasting. We say we fast forward God in our fast. Ah, God, fast forward Him. He make everything beautiful in His time. <laughs> Wait until His time. If you like pray, all you pray, all, 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 all your fasting will do it will help you. It will help you build spiritual maturity for His time. Are you not saying? Yes. We can't help Him. We can't interfere in His life. We must allow him to his work. Why? He doesn't need our help. We need his help. Faith is the understanding that I can't help God. And I can't interfere in his work. I can't work his world. I can only play my part and allow him to work his world. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Faith is the understanding that God does not need my help. I need his help. <laughs> when this is our understanding, our actions will be right. Are you not saying? Yes. Some of us, our intentions are right, but our actions are wrong. Usa operation. Are you not saying? Yes. Right intention, but wrong actions. That's the Usa operation. And I was plaguing the church in God. We have right intentions, but wrong actions. But when we have this understanding of faith, our intention will be right, and then our action will be right. And you know what? This understanding of faith keeps you at rest. 
and keeps you in peace. You are just at rest. You are just at rest. You are at peace. Why? Because you know that you have played your role and God is sure to play his role. Now, why does God not need the help of man to do his own part? Why does God not need our help to do his own part? Now, we actually need his help to do our part. Without his help, we cannot pray. We've learned that before. Without his help, we cannot speak the word. We need his help. We don't need our help to do his own part. Why does he need our help? Number one, two reasons. Jeremiah 1 verse 12. Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast said, Thou hast well said, but I will hasten my word to perform it. First reason is because God watches over his word to perform it. The word hasten there is not actually need to roll fast. No. That's not mean that he will speed up his word. God will not speed up. God will not speed up. God will not speed up anything. Everything is on God's programming and timing. He has made us beautiful in his time. Everything is his programming and timing. God does not speed up anything. Everything, everything manifests in his timing. The word hasten is from the Hebrew word shaka. And shaka means to, to wake, to watch, to be alert, to keep watch, to watch over. Are we together? And, and the strong uh, definition is um, to be alert, to be sleepless, to be on the lookout, to remain, to watch. It means this means that God is awake, is wakeful, on the lookout, and alert, watching over His word. God is on the lookout for us. We learned that this day that no matter what we are going through, God is concerned about His word. Not what we are going through. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. I say, but you mean God is not concerned about what we are going through? No, He's concerned about His word. Are you Because He knows that His word is the ultimate. What we are going through is a temporary phase, is a fad, is a passing phase. But His word is forever. So He rather will watch over His word than watch over your challenge. Yes. <laughs> and I think I want encourage you to rather watch, your, watch the word than watch your challenge. Are you getting what I'm saying? Go. But let me go. But this one remains the same. Heaven and earth will pass away. My one remains the same. My one will never pass away. His one will never pass away. So why would you be watching over your challenge that it, that will pass away? When this whatever one is there, I cannot say. So God is awake. He's watchful. He's on the lookout, and he's alert, watching over his world. Why is he watching over his word? Let me tell you something. The reason why the Lord is watching over his word is because he wants to ensure that anything that wants to prevent the manifestation of his word, he deals with it. When, when, there's, a, when, there's, when there's a challenge coming, the, 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 Lord, the Lord watches over to see that if this thing is going to come, it's going to prevent the manifestation of my word. What does he do? He kicks it off. So that is why even some of the challenges you think you are going through, you are going through them, but God is allowing them because those challenges manifestation of his word. Yes. Anything that will prevent the manifestation of the word, he will keep it off. Why? Because he's watching over his word. He's keeping vigilance over his word. He looks over. Not listen. God is not looking over that thing you are going through. He's not looking over your finances. He's not looking over it will shock you. He's not looking over your health, your business, or whatever. No. He's looking over his word. If the problem you are going through is going to stop the manifestation of his word, he kicks it off. I know what when he's kicking it off, he doesn't even remove his eye from his word. Stop to his word. Why? Because the word must come to pass. 
world. He's looking at the direction of his world. Are you know what I'm saying? He's looking at the direction of his world. Looking at the movement of his world. He's looking. He's watching it. He's watching it. He's watching it. He's watching it. Just like you have a tracking device for your car. And when the car is moving, you can track it where it's going to. Let me tell you something. God tracks his world. <laughs> Every word he has spoken is on his track. He tracks them. He tracks the direction of the world. Are you going to say, when he sent for the world into the womb of Mary, he tracked the world. He said, you enter. No, 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 no. You enter Mandali. No, 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 no. You enter another woman. You are entering Mary. You are entering Maria. You he tracked the world. He was tracking the world. Went to understand something. During the time of Mary, it was only normal for women to be, for, late, for, for young girls, for, for damsels to be virgins. Why? The prophecy was already given by Isaiah about the virgin birth, and you know what I'm saying? And then he had already known, according to Genesis, that the seed of the woman shall bruise the head of, of the serpent, and the serpent shall bruise the heel. So every young girl, every damsel, kept herself a virgin, expecting she would be the mother of the Messiah. So there was competition for Mama Jesus. And you know what I'm saying? Yes. There was heavy competition for it. But you know what? When it was time, when God sent the word, he knew that many ladies were virgins just because they wanted to be called the mother of the Messiah. So what did he do? He said, I'm not just going to allow the word enter because if they talk about virgin birth, Mary is not the only virgin. And you know what I'm saying? There are many virgins. So if he just let the world go like that and he didn't track the world, the world would have entered another virgin. Are you know what I'm saying? Yes. So what did he do? He tracked the world. It is Mary. Enter Mary. And he tracking the vice follow. And he tracked the world and the world entered. Let me tell you something. God is tracking his world. And anything that will make his world not manifest, anything that will make his world not get performed, God removes it. That is why we don't need to help him. That's why we don't need to help him because he's tracking his world. Yes. We don't need to help him. Number two, the second reason why God does not need our help is that he's faithful to his world when he comes. First Thessalonians 5 and 4 says, Faithful with he that calleth you who also be do it. The word faithful is from the Greek word pistos and it means trusting. That is to say, someone that can be relied on. This means that God can be relied upon to do his own part and complete it. I hear what I'm saying. Now, see, if you are trying to help God to do his work, it's a show of lack of faith. If you are interfering in God's performance, it's a show of lack of faith. Now, one of the things that professionals do when you are dealing with them is that when they get um, information for you. They don't want to interfere in their own business. That also, the minute the doctor he, he asks you questions, he does his diagnosis, and he gets all the information. The next thing is that all right, no problem. And then what does he do? He may give you some tests, or but the remaining part of the business is his own. It's not your business. I get what I'm saying. Yes. Many of us can easily trust our life in the hand of a doctor, but we cannot trust our life in the hand of Yahweh. When he meets a lawyer, he takes all the information you, he needs from you. And then he tells you, don't worry. And you know what I'm saying? Don't worry. Don't worry. Why do he tell you don't worry? 
leave my path for me to play. Most of us can easily trust our lawyers, our counsels, but we cannot trust them. We try. It's even when you are trying to help your counsel, it gets angry. We are trying to help your doctor, they get angry. Why? They, they, are, they, are, they, you, you, they are to do their job. Many of us know these professional rules. When it comes to God, we lack it. Allow God to his job. Allow God to his job. On this note, our faith and our work, our part to play in restoration is continuous prayer and speaking the word of God. That is to say, we believe Jesus. Why we allow God to do his own part? Do your part, let him do his part. Your, your faith is revealed in your ability to allow God to do his part. No, let me say, no matter how long it takes. We have been praying for the restoration of all. Some of you have been praying for salvation of some souls and you're already getting tired of praying. Why? Because it looks like God is not doing his best. <laughs> some of you have gone for that. You have, you, have, you have prayed. You have spoken the word of God to them. You have revealed Christ to them. And yet they're not getting saved. And some of you are already getting frustrated. No, 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 no. You don't get frustrated. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, I've been into, I've been in the ministry for, I've for 12 years. I cannot count the number of people in my life school. I can't count. Just some days ago, I was, I was buying some items and I used your opportunity to have my life Every given opportunity I've not given them in their lives. I can't count the number of people in my life school. And I, I can't even count the number of people that are giving their life to Christ when I'm in my life school. Are you what I'm saying? <laughs> but their establishment, I've left it to God. Because I've even let that trying to even follow up on them, they begin to give you drama. And that is God's work to do. Are you getting it? Yeah. Allow God to his work. Allow him to his work. Faith is the ability to do your own and then allow God to his work. I believe somebody learned something and somebody's orientation is changed tonight. Now, before we pray, I want to lead as many of us who have not made Jesus a Lord and personal Savior. And this is the best decision you can ever make in your life. And please, I encourage you to do it if you are not going to. If you want to make that decision, please say this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I know that I'm a sinner. And you died for me. And by your blood took away my sins. Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I receive you as my Lord and personal Savior. Because you chose me, I choose to serve and follow the other days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray. For everyone who has made this prayer, I thank you for receiving them the Lord, and thank you for granting them the grace to serve and fully educate their lives. Thank you, Lord and King, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now I'm going to be praying this one prayer. You see after me this prayer. How many of us are ready to pray? I believe we are ready to pray now. All right. Now please say this after me. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I receive and maximize grace. I receive and maximize grace. To continuously pray for the restoration of all things. Continuously pray for the restoration of all things. And to continuously speak the word of God. And to continuously speak the word of God. And leave God to do His part. And leave God to do His part. Open your mouth and pray. Let's go, 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 let's go
And that force of insanity is broken now in the name of Jesus. Amen. It's broken now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive your total liberation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive stability of mind in the name of Jesus. Amen. Receive stability of mind in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for deliverances. Thank you for transformations. Thank you for breakthroughs. Be glorified forever. Blessed be your name, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you. Bless you. See you tomorrow. Amen to Jesus.